Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets Talking Pro Wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the no, no Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wrestling fans, and sports entertainment fans all across the world from Bogota to Boston, all the way from California. And Calcutta. Welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I'm Jay Tilly. Brothers and sisters of arms, everybody who's checking us out, thank you for joining us here in the No Shave Man Cave. We are here to talk about an okay version All right. of AEW Dynamite. Dude, JT, talk to me, Goose. Yeah, so this is, it was an all right show. I mean, I enjoyed parts of it. <laughs> no, for real, though, it was uh, not quite top-tier, top-tier, old-school, what they were doing, like, pandemic times. But this was a damn good show. Um, two weeks in a row now enough. that they've put on yep. absolutely damn good shows. Uh, yeah, baby, the elite's back is all I can say. <laughs> like, mm. holy cow, man. So, you know... All right, we'll just jump right into it because I have a feeling we're going to be talking quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it opens up with something that I... So I have watched AEW since the press conference, right? So I've watched AEW, the press conference, watched the whole first Dynamite, and I don't remember ever 
yeah, I don't remember an opening like this where the ambulance is pulling away and you got people injured. You've always got like the pyro, you, you'll get the match, you'll get uh, maybe uh, like during the pandemic, Cody came out and cut a really good promo about, you know, the pandemic and why they're going to continue to wrestle and, and what we all need in wrestling. Yeah. I've never seen an opening like this. So right away, super impactful, you know, right away it was like, oh, this is something very new and interesting. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. so it's say the least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and what I loved, so it's young bucks getting carted away and you got Brandon Cutler, uh, jumping in. Hey, somebody needs to ride with Nick and Hangman's standing there. He's like, Oh man, who did this? Who did this? And you get Kenny Omega saying, well, I got to go. And then Don Callis, no, you, no, you don't. You've got a match. And Hangman's like, well, and he starts pulling away and like literally pulling Hangman. So he just jumps in and goes. So we've started off the show with, well, who done it? Who attacked them? Uh, later on, you get a text like apparently from Cutler saying it was the Blackpool Combat Club. But I have a sneaky suspicion there's something else going on personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are a couple. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So <laughs> I, let's, I'll just analyze the first part. So there's a couple things in the first shot that I went back and watched a couple times because I thought it was interesting. So if you've ever seen the AEW bus or production truck, it's, you know, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and CM Punk. He's on that and everything. Well, I noticed for, and it could just be coincidence, but this is what I love about AEW. Maybe it's not. The CM Punk Maybe. part had stuff covering over it and it happened to be over Don Callis' shoulder. And I'm just like, oh, man, it's probably nothing, but it's AEW and the way they've mm. been kind of dropping little teases in throughout the last few months. And now, now Punk is making a stir on Instagram and, and, you know, said an apology. And then like just minutes before we came on. Uh, a whole thing about, well, I don't like working there because he tried to make me work hurt. So I'm like, okay, so now he's making a stir. Now his name's getting brought up again. Uh-huh. He came out recently and said he, he'd like to wrestle again. He'd like to return. I'm just like, holy shit, are they doing it? Are they are they actually going to start this storyline? And even if they're not, if it is the Backpool Comic Club, okay, that's a great storyline too. And yeah. this, so the one thing you said about WWE is that you like when a story thread goes through the show. Well, this is a story thread that's gone through two shows now because we ended last week with, uh, you know, Hangman in the ring and the, the Young Bucks and Omega behind him and Omega kind of giving the, I don't want to deal with behind him. The, yep. And then boom, right into the, okay, now Hangman's with the Young Bucks and they're getting carted off and he's going with them. Yeah. Fantastic opening to the show. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I was, dude, just like you said, I was like, wait a minute. The backdrop looks the like he's on the stretcher. And he's being he's being ushered into the um, as the <laughs> as what culture referred to him as uh, the what they call it the wagon the the medical facility wagon. <laughs> so he's being put into the ambulance, heading off to the medical facility, and the the backdrop. I'm looking in the background. I'm like, wait a minute, something. Something seems right. different. It seemed like it stood out for a reason. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, I don't normally pick up on Easter eggs, but for this one, bum, 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 I was like, wait a minute, this is going to be a thread because I remember, just like you said, at the end, you've got the elites standing there behind uh, the hangman. And then 
you know, you're watching the Blackpool Blackpool Combat Club thump through everybody. Moxley's holding on to choke holds too long and making making the ends of the matches, you know, a little dirty or whatever, which, you know, good, bad or indifferent kind of sullies the the presence of Renee because you're like, wait a minute, I could because you could really tie Renee into the situation. But then you're like, well, wait a minute. That was kind of the black eye on um, Brandy at the end when she had the that whole nightmare faction kind of a thing. But I'm thinking, man, this is some really, really high quality storytelling because you've got Callus with, you know, 40, 50 years of experience. He's AEW's version, albeit a, a 1B version of Heyman. Um, maybe a two, two B. Not not to discredit what Callus is able to to craft up or whatever. And then you've got the elite versus the world, and then you've got the other factions within. And yeah, I was just like, from the minute it hit, I was like, okay, just like you said, like my WWE brain. You know, the story, the the show opens. You're in the parking garage. Hey, if I could get a moment. Hey, listen, I've got my world title match. I'm going to go tape up. I'm going to play with it. That's all I've got. I don't have time for don't you. Don't make it weird. And he goes to the back. A little bit. Don't make it weird. A little bit later. Uh, we're outside uh, Ellie Jair's locker room, and we're, we're going to talk to him and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, someone busts in. Oh, what's going on? You know what? And then the camera focuses in and it sees like something occur. Oh, evidently Ellie Jair has been jumped and he has something that has been impaled in him. <laughs> Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. <laughs> and you know that like, that's the kind of stuff I like where there's like continuous questions about stuff. And you're like, bro, wait a minute. So Kenny Omega is in the main event. His boys have just been carted off and then his newest ally has said, Hey, I'm going to like, doesn't even say anything, just hops right. in. And then his confidant is like, Hey, don't worry about it. This might be the best thing that ever happened to him. <sighs> okay. Um, I don't know how this can be the best thing that ever happened to him. They're like, one is unconscious and like, man, great. Great opening way to grab the crowd by the huevos rancheros and say, Hey, you need to, you need to sit down. You need to pay attention. And we're about to go pitcher and pitcher because that's what we do. And I was like, Oh yeah. And, and so like the CM Punk thing could have just been because he's suspended and they don't want to show him on TV. So they covered him. But that's what I love. Like, mm, maybe it's not. Could have been. Right, it could have been. <laughs> could not have been. You know? And so so imagine if we're at work, right? And we're sitting here, we're talking, and hey, dude, what's going on? Oh, not much, you know. But hey, how was your evening? Oh, it was all right. You know, I uh, did or didn't get into an argument with someone on Facebook or Twitter or with your significant other or my son or my daughter brought home bad grades, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, 
you're sitting there, you're like, oh man, all these, all these like shadows of doubt and the way AEW does long-term development, this may not pay off tonight, tomorrow. Um, you know, we've got a, uh, the four pillars. I, I feel that match is slowly coming together. We've got a huge quarterly pay, uh, pay-per-view for AEW coming. Every show just seems like bigger and better. And like real quick, shout out to the referees. I'm, I'm giving you like 17 clicks. You guys nailed it. And, you know, everybody not being outside the ring for 45 minutes. It was it was clean. Referees were great. Everybody was in and out and doing great things. And uh, yeah, man, I like this was a fantastic show. Like, man, yeah, just the threads in the in the very first, what, two minutes. I think the show was on. Yes. had me hooked. Even yes. even with the stuff, like you said, Don Callis said, no, 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 you got an important match. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like ushering Hangman to go with him. Oh, okay. Well, that's going to pay off later. There's other stuff to come, right? Yes. <laughs> we we haven't even gotten to the first match, which was amazing. Like, mm. you know, so that happens. And I'm like, man, I'm jazzed. Like, and the funny thing is, is I missed it. So I had the DVR on going and I had it on live to watch it. And I went out to get a drink or something. I come back and it was uh, Orange Cassidy's entrance. So I'm just thinking, okay, the show kicked off. And then I saw Twitter like, oh, I got bucks. I'm like, what? So I backed it up. And I was like, holy cow, I totally missed this. So I started it from there, which is funny because even watching the Orange Cassidy match, if they'd opened with that Orange Cassidy, Sting, and Darby, I would have been hooked anyway because that was it was great. I really enjoyed it. The the character work (laughs) was amazing. I I loved uh, Orange Cassidy coming out and with the face paint and just the O and C on his face. That's it. He didn't take time to really do much and absolutely um, sting in the ring, like paying homage to Orange Cassidy, doing his kicks, doing the slow roll oh my God. out of the way of the splash. Dude, the slow roll, brother. <laughs> oh, man. The slow roll, the selling, everything. Hey, I I couldn't stop. And then when he did the chest pound and he just did it very yeah. like nonchalant. He was just like... <laughs> The OC, the OC, it was so <laughs> the good OC on his face. On his face it was so bro. sloppy and like just like oh. you just totally just did it real fast. Just to talk about zero effort by freshly squeezed. Yep, staying in character. I love you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know we talk about four pillars all the time, and I think mm. legit Orange Cassidy could be in that conversation because he's been with the. Company I don't disagree with you since absolutely. He started, He's just one of those dudes that, yeah. And I'm not. I'm a wrestling nerd. I'm a wrestling smart mm-hmm. guy. I love wrestling. I dig into stuff. I didn't know who he was, and then I'm, everybody made a big deal. Oh man, Orange Cat. I'm like, all right, well, let me go watch this guy. And I watch. You know, listen, people out there, if you don't know who somebody is, you can research it. You don't have to oh just go. God. Oh, I don't know who Vikingo is, so I'm not watching uh, this. Yeah, Shut the whatever. I can't believe he's the main event. I've never seen him before. Bro. Bro. Vikingo is my new favorite wrestler. Hey, sorry, Cody. You're the man. I know you're going to win the world title, the undisputed universal world title. Vikingo, 
Hey, brother, if you're listening, talk to me. Let's get your uh, let's get your gear on the streets, man. And uh, man, yeah, I, yeah. Like I'm, I'm glad you cut me off. So I was because going to rant. This whole show, this whole show, this whole show. I was yanking on my beard like to the point where I've got to go get this the sides cut. Oh, mine's a mess. My face <laughs> is sore because I keep yanking it, bro. Welcome to the No Shave Man Cave intervention because this was a great evening from start to finish yeah feeling it yep so yeah it, it like i said or- orange cassie could be one of the f- he could be the fifth pillar you know and then you have Britt baker who could be the female pillar whatever but yeah uh like oh that's a good point like why don't we why like why does it just have to be the four pillars yeah, you could have the four women well, pillars too. The four corners of the universe blah, blah, bullshit sorry kids you know Oh, man, this is just an awesome time in AEW. This whole show, like I was, I kept scooting my ass closer. Like, oh, I kept getting closer and closer to my TV, and I'm like, oh, this is this isn't gonna. And then you know, there were a couple of swerves and a couple of things that occurred that you know threw me for a loop. But I'm a wrestling fan. I'm here for it. My my belief. I hit the pause button the minute I clicked play on my on my TiVo, as Dreamer says. And uh, yeah, man, great, great, great. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna circle back around to the rant when we get to the main event that I was just about to go on to, because that way I can mark it and, and edit out some of the curse words I'm gonna throw out here. <laughs> but it's gonna be a couple. So, so Orange Cassidy, <laughs> fantastic! Like, love that match. Love the Sting homage yep. to him. And the rolling out oh, of the ring. Oh, man. The no selling no was great. Uh, we, the slow roll. Oh, fantastic. Bro. We roll from that into yeah, that was legit. What was it? Top flight and uh, the guns. So eh, kind of hit a little, little breaks here a little bit. It wasn't the best <sighs> top gun, top gun, top flight guns showing, but it, it, it served its purpose, right? They played really good heels. Thank you for saying served its purpose because it didn't change my beard beard level. Right. Bird level. Didn't change my beard level because I knew deep down in my wrestling heart, my WWE brain, asterisk, uh, while I was watching the match, I'm like, wait a minute. This is an interesting piece of business. Mm-hmm. And sure and enough, man. That's exactly what it was. It was a good piece of business. I mean, there were some, some tight moves in the match. Uh, there was one... There was one cutoff, and I can't remember ex- exactly what it was, but the guns did something, and, and I was like, well, all right, cool. But what came after was perfect. It Perfect, perfect. AEW booking, listening to the real world, flipping, working us into a shoot, shooting us into a work. Like, FTR comes out. <laughs> FTR comes out, and you're like, all right, cool. They're going to cha- challenge for the titles. No, we're not doing it. Guns are like, no, we're not going to. You're never getting a title shot. Well, what if we promise if you guys beat us, we'll never tag in. It's not going to happen. If you guys beat us, we'll we'll you know we'll we won't do. Uh, I forgot what the other option was. No, what are you not understanding? Break We're up. not going to do it. All right. How about if we lose, we leave AEW. Bro, mic drop. Did you not scoot? Like, dude, I, your TV is like 127 <laughs> inches, but like my TV is a is a sad 70 inches. I scooted as far, like I scooted all the way up that I could. I was like, 
what am I hearing? Are these like what? And you could read that one of two ways. So just put it in context for like Jeremy up there in Georgia or anybody that listens to us aren't really huge wrestling fans and just like listen to you know our sexy sultry voices. Um, Mm. But the so the context is, and if you're a nerdy wrestling fan, which I am, which Jared is which people who don't like to admit it are, because otherwise this wouldn't have worked. So on his podcast, uh, Dax Hardwood's podcast, and in Twitter, and everywhere that's going on, he is continually talking about, hey, our contracts are up in April. And all the rumors are swirling around that they're going to WWE. They're going to leave. They're going to go back with Triple H, buddy, buddy, and enjoy it. Do you mean... Allegedly. Allegedly. So, Mm. boom. All right, cool. Well... So all of us nerds are going, yeah, but they're going to get a title shot. They're going to win the titles. They're not leaving. Well, now you put the stipulation on it and yeah. you're taking the real world, the real mm-hmm. work that they're doing outside on his podcast, in his Twitter, and now throwing it into the ring. And now I don't flip and know who's going to win this match. Dude, I I messaged the boys over at uh, What Culture. Shout out to uh, Hamlet. Hey, we were going back and forth about who was doing what to who. I was like, okay, now what? <laughs> I feel like it's not quite checkmate, but it's check. Yeah. And if you move your rook pawn, you know, knight one way or the other, it it could be checkmate. And like, and I didn't think it would be the ass boys to put FTR in this spot. Real talk. Like, I just didn't. And, and the craziest thing is, it's going to have to happen next week because if their contracts are done in April, we don't have a pay per view coming up. So mm. I'm just like, what a great way to absolutely build edge of your seat drama in that match. Because mm-hmm. if you're an FTR fan, which I am, I enjoy yeah. FTR. I think, oh. I think, uh, you yeah. know, some of their Twitter's a little goofy, but I, I like FTR. I think they're fantastic yeah. in the ring. I don't, I don't want them to leave AEW. <laughs> So now I'm going to be watching that match every single false finish, you know, 2.99 oh, kick out. I'm going to be, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So amazing booking on that. Just are you are you here for the swerves and the, the dirty, ner- the dirty dirt and the <laughs> what ifs? Yeah. Like, OK, so the ass boys are the sons of Mr. Ass, Billy Gunn, and FTR has, you know, previously come from the WWE. Billy Gunn does or doesn't cost the Ass Boys the match. FTR does or doesn't go back to WWE, and that changes the whole dynamic because now where does where does Billy sit with the acclaim? Where does Billy sit with the ass boys? Where does Jeff Jarrett and Jay lethal sit? Like it just like totally spun the whole tag team division. And it wasn't just a, well, we'll leave if we lose. Well, like, no, it isn't just one. Okay. So it's only a tag team gone. Like it totally, like totally spins everything, and uh, I'm here for it, dude. Like what I, I, we just recently dropped an episode on YouTube 
if you get a chance, check it out. It's what we're talking about. And uh, it, that was one of the hot topics I brought. I came, we came back to that three times. Okay, now what? And uh, great, great storytelling. Beautiful. Whoever was in Gorilla, beautiful book. Whoever produced that whole section, uh, segment, sorry, whoever produced that whole segment, they must have had three notebooks hmm. because there is such that, like, the storytelling, like, MC Hammer, too legit to quit. It was awesome. Yeah. It, awesome. Fantastic, fantastic awesome. booking. What a way to put everybody on the hook for when that match is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because if you're yeah. not an FTR fan, you're going to root from the loot. Yeah, just really, really oh. good stuff. Uh, then we get the segment. <laughs> We're going to end up going through the show bit by bit because I don't. There was maybe one segment that I could do without. But uh, then we had the Jade Cargill in the back and her cease and desist order. Yeah, it. I love that. It was man. great. I, it, you know, it wasn't important, but what I love the best was when Ruminate Cat announces that Hook and Stokely Halfway are coming up next, and Jade goes, "What?" And they all start laughing about how bad he's going to get beat. Man, that I don't know. That tickled me. I thought that was it was unique. Yeah. It was it was something you'd never seen, and I just I enjoyed that. And then we roll right into that match, and I love the the Nation of Domination outfit he was wearing when he comes out <laughs> i thought i was the only one who picked oh, up no, on that, that. i was like holy was so mark henry so so stokely's walking out in the the african nation of domination outfit and i love how like the firm is cheering him cheering him and then as soon as he turns his back they're like man he's screwed like they're talking to each other like oh he's dead mm. oh yeah yeah he's good he's good man he's like the worried face like the comedic timing of that was great uh he gets to the ring hook makes his answer and then i'm like I have to announce I'm not medically cleared per Dr. Simpson. His name's Dr. Sampson, but whatever. <laughs> and, you know, and I know that was purposeful, but it was, it was great. Oh yeah. He, it's Justin Roberts. The, this is in the note and it just says, I am sick. <laughs> and he goes, this is a wing stop receipt. <laughs> it was so yeah. good. And then the match is on. And surprisingly, I actually thought it was a decent match. I, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a good bit of business. I enjoyed the part in the back where they pulled out the hardcore stuff and, and uh, Ethan goes, Oh, we didn't teach him hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't cover that. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't. Good yeah. stuff, man. So it, you know, ends up the, the, the choke out finish. So obviously hook goes over. Uh, and I think we're setting up hook versus Ethan, which should be a decent match, but enjoyed that. Well, as part of that, there was a couple like homages to uh, Taz in that match too, with the, the, Bury the barricade laid out in the Tazplex to it. I was like, all right, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, it, it had a very ECW feel to it. I think, in my opinion, like I felt, yeah, yeah, yeah I totally agree. And like you could tell, Taz got real quiet. Yeah, and you're like, holy cow! I've never heard Taz lay out like that. He's watching his boy, and I, I think that kind of resonated with him. And I am ready, willing, and able to repackage a couple of AEW wrestlers, um, one being Hook. And I I don't know how you get him off the main roster for a minute. Same thing with Jericho. And we've talked about this a couple of times. Like, do we have a Jericho problem? Do we have a situation where we need to hit the reset? And, you know, obviously Jericho is a little, a little more multifaceted than... He wasn't on the show. Hook. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so 
Jericho is not on the show. I totally appreciate that. Does that lay the groundwork for him to show up in like a backstage segment? He's wrapped up in some barric Barry Barricade or Tom Tommy Top Rope where you know he's doing something Timmy Turnbuckle over in the corner. Um but yeah, I think between between Jericho and Hook, those are two wrestlers that absolutely need to hit the the reset and uh come back after the pay-per-view, sort of like a WrestleMania the Monday, the, you know, the Monday night raw after WrestleMania, which, you know, would be totally awesome to, um, to see hook in a completely different, you know, setting. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't talk. Maybe he is, or he isn't part of a faction, but yeah, I, I totally appreciated everything he did. I thought he did a great job. I thought I thought Hathaway played the oh, role yeah. perfect. I'm here to get my ass beat, and I know that. Here's my note from my doctor, and uh, you know, not that I'm not down with some wing stop, but I don't know that that's uh, official medical <laughs> documentation. To uh, <laughs> and then when he announced he was retiring, yeah, oh yeah, my twelve I was fans. Like, <laughs> Thank you to my twelve fans. I'm so, gonna retire right now, <laughs> dude. So at this point, I am not I am not bummed out about any situation uh, or any segment, any like like I'm just loving this episode and I keep and scooting better. toward the end of my couch. I keep scooting toward the end of the couch. I'm like, oh, man, the only thing that would make this better is like some kind of interference in the back because they didn't overdo it this episode. There wasn't like a bunch of interruptions and stuff. I was like, oh man, wait a minute. I need to hear from um I need to hear from Don Callis. I need to hear some of his yeah. snarky comments on point, on time, perfect. Yeah. Well, just before that though, we had Adam Cole. Adam Cole came out Baby. and made his announcement, which is what I was gonna tie back to the Jericho thing, because I noticed that in a, a, another great segment, because it's gonna be him and Daniel Garcia. But I noticed Daniel Garcia did not come out to the JSA music. He did not come out with the JSA. And then he had that little Freudian slip where he said, I'm the best wrestler. I mean, sports entertainer. Yeah, yeah so, he did. So I, I think uh, I think that's going to be a hell of a match. Not a whole lot to talk about there. I just, it, there were a couple, again, little things no, it was sprinkled good, in there. Like, yeah, that was. Right. But right back to yeah, the little things. That's cool. The long term storytelling. That was the story when he went against Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson was you're a wrestler, not a sports entertainer. So now we're doing another shout out back to old school booking or, you know, what happened in the past. So that was great. Uh, then we had the Don Callis in the back with Kenny Omega and, uh, you know, Mark, uh, was Alex Marvez goes back there and he's telling Kenny, Oh, you don't need those guys, those young kids. They're you're fine without them. And you can tell Kenny's a little upset about it. And, uh, no, like you're, you're back to being the wrestling God. You're back to solo competition. My only, only complaint I have, and it may have just been mis me mishearing it, is I could have swore they kept saying that it was the only time he's wrestled solo in over a year. And I'm like, no, he wrestled Will Ospreay at the beginning of the year solo. So maybe they said in AEW and I just missed it and I did misheard it. Yeah, in AEW, okay. it was 542 days in AEW specifically. Okay. Yeah. 
Because I thought the same thing, like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, how are they going to ignore that match? Right, yeah, I rewound, and it was like, okay, cool. But um, on the Twitter machine and on uh, Raha.com, they talked about uh, the significance of the singles matches with Kenny Omega going forward. And I don't know if that's feeding into some kind of long-term storytelling after he got jumped by the Blackpool Combat Club, but I'm definitely going to be keeping my my ear to the ground on that one because, you know, like what Kenny was saying before he got jumped was, you know, oftentimes, you know, I was wondering to myself if I could keep doing this at my age and then he gets jumped and you're like, wait a minute, what, what are we? So there, there's another piece of that long-term storytelling that is just so significant. Like us as wrestling fans, us as sports entertainment fans, we totally take for granted because normally it's just subconsciously the match is over entrance music, exit music, uh, cut to commercial fade in, fade out Excalibur, you know, sounding like he's chugging jolt and monster energy drinks in the background. And uh, yeah, this like this episode, real talk, this episode of AEW Dynamite was my favorite episode. It had me hook, line and sinker. And had it been three hours, no problem. Because like when it ended, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute. Are we, we're done. I'm like, oh, so I I flipped over to uh, uh, A and E Rivals and watched uh, watched an episode of that because I was just like, I was so jacked after this episode. Same with me, and, and I had worked all day. Great, great, yeah, no, yeah, you, you know, had to be in at. You I was know, in one. I was up at three and, and into work at by four. So usually on Wednesdays I try to power nap, and I didn't get a chance to yesterday. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to struggle through this this uh, dynamite. Now there was no struggle. I was up for the whole thing. And then when it ended, I was so jazzed up. I couldn't go to bed anyway. Oh, man. But uh, I had my jazz hands yeah. going. <laughs> I had my jazz hands. Um, and uh, homage to the tickler. The only, like, if I'm not going to say I didn't like it, only because I know the origin of it. The only piece that I wouldn't give five beards to is the QTV. Yep, that's what I was going to get to. So. But watching it, I totally understand it from a snarky sports entertainment it's an FU aspect to the, of it. it to the wrestling media and all that. Yeah, I, I get what it's there for, and yeah, I'm with you. It's it's just kind of like a big, you know, whatever. The other thing I I think I would give it down to so or down. What am I, Simon Miller? Now the other thing I would give a a <laughs> negative to is um the Ricky Starks thing. So. I just, I'm not feeling, and I can almost, it almost comes off like he's not feeling this, this thing with, with Juice Robinson. It, with there Juice, was no, yeah. no Ricky Stark. It's definitely in his talk. a step yeah. back. And there was no Rickyisms in him. He cut this very boring, not as passionate as he has been. I'm just over. Like, I'm like, over yeah, it. he didn't want to like show up. This sucks. Like, I don't Friday. want to be in this feud. Um, oh yeah. We skipped the Moxley. Stu Grayson match too. That was on there before the yeah. QT Marshall. Thing. It was really good to see Stu Grayson. I don't remember seeing the uh, the hand for a little while. Yeah. So that was that was 
you know, good to see. Good to see Stu too. Looked fabulous. Yeah, I thought the match, the match itself started kind of clunky, um, and then it's kind of like almost looked like Moxley got pissed and slapped him and was like, "Get together! Like we need to get this on the." Yeah. And then they they weren't rolling from there, but that led into some of the storyline stuff too, because then they beat the hell out of them and mm-hmm. and yeah, they're heels. There's no getting around that they're heels. <laughs> then yeah, then we had the QT Marshall, which it is what it is. Uh, I don't know, like. It's not for me. It's very WWE-ish, like you said. I understand the placing for it. Yeah, it was there. Uh, I don't know how long it'll last because from what I'm getting, it's not getting a lot of great feedback. So knowing till we'd kind of he'll cut it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, there'll be something where it'll end... And like one of the things I was hoping was like when I, while I was watching it and thinking, you know, thinking back to Garcia had said, you know, I'm a great wrestler, sports entertainer. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe the JAS could, you know, go ambush QTV and both of them end up going away or, you know, something. But yeah, I, I get. I get it, you know, not seeing Hobbs on there in in you know in their cubicles that that was good um cuz having Hobbs associated with that especially as the new TNT champion I yeah, I just um but yeah, I mean it was I I totally understood the point and I can't remember what what show or what uh where I was reading like the origin and the um reasoning for qtv like you know just how you had said like yeah this is kind of a a tongue-in-cheek play on on wrestling media okay well if you're doing this this is like a 89.9 percent chance that cm punk is coming back because wrestling media are the ones that are saying on one side of the aisle or, or the other, he is or he isn't. So they're kind of blurring lines. And I was like, okay, yeah, I guess it sort of makes sense. But this isn't normal AEW. This is so such a departure from AEW. It kind of played into Daniel Garcia's wrestler, oh, sports entertainment. Okay, yeah, I get it, you know, whatever. So it was kind of fun. What I'd like to see happen is they're cut one of these QTV promos and Wardlow just comes in and wrecks them all. 
just destroys Ooh. it all and just beats the hell out of everybody in the Throws room. Everybody through yeah, every cubicle. I mean, think about the damage <laughs> you could do throwing QT and solo around that room oh, and, and man. literally like yeah. blasting them through cubicles and through t- tables. And, That'd be awesome. And that would be a cool way to kind of have it on the screen for a while and then just destroy it. And now you've set up the rematch yep. when he comes back. Yep. That'd be cool. Good, good play. Good, uh, you know, yep. good, good prognosticating good programming note prognosticating i like that yeah then uh then we had the 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 female match with uh or women's match i don't know why i said female that was really weird the mm. women's match with uh sky blue and uh tony storm yes please that was a great match like so here here was my my concern going into this match is by this time i'm like all right kenny omega's coming up i can't wait but i really enjoyed this match so that's a testament to what they did to make me kind of yes. buy into this match because, you know, the, the what culture guys make the joke and they have the game where it's, you know, the arbitrary women's match going on right before the main event. Okay, cool. And that's, to be honest, when it hit, I'm like, all right. But they sucked me in. Like, I truly enjoyed that match. I thought it was pretty good b- piece of business. A lot of good storytelling, some pretty hard-hitting stuff. And then, uh, you know, you get the the beatdown at the end or the attempted beatdown in Riho and... um Willow Nightingale come out to make the save. The interesting part about this whole thing is, so you've got Willow, uh, Riho, and Sky Blue, Jamie Hayter, and Britt Baker. So you've got five faces on their team and only three of the heels. I've I've just got a feeling they're going to have to pull some other people in, or they're going to do some injury angle where they're going to take out somebody. Uh, I did hear the reason uh, um, the champ wasn't there is because I guess there's some visa issues with her. So she's she had some issues getting back or whatever over. So that's probably why she didn't make the run in. But I just I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, all right, so we've got five. Are you bringing Monet in to add to the heel team? Are you bringing Ty Valkyrie? Are you like because I don't know of anybody else in their locker room that's former WWE female wrestler that I can think of. Mm. So it's just a very yeah, odd. That's balance. a good. Uh, yeah, that's a good. Uh, I I was I had always sort of envisioned like I not always I guess it's been three weeks to a month or so when I heard Taya was uh, wrapping wrapping up her piece of business I was like oh yeah because she's not going to go back to WWE there's no way you know that that's that soars you know too raw right now and when. Tony Khan recently talked about how he was he was encouraged to hear that Monet was interested in Forbidden Door 2. I was like, hmm. So how can we how can we have this fair share of outsiders and originals and still make this interesting where it doesn't it doesn't seem too like sports entertainment e so yeah like you said i'm 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 super excited who who are going to be the other other names that they include in this in this yeah because most faction war that go on is the the heels have the advantage and then you get the baby face that turns or whatever so it is very interesting that we've got just the reverse and i trust the process like i, I trust AEW. it'll it'll turn out well yeah uh, then we had, oh, then we had another great backstage segment that I thought was 
pretty awesome put oh, together. Man. Stu Grayson's there getting his shoulder looked at. And Moxley walks up and puts his hand on her shoulder. I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe Moxley isn't here. Maybe he's going to apologize for like, hurting okay, him. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's going to beat the great, shit out of him. Great like match. Thanks for everything. Yep. Thong. Yeah, then he just come on, son. beats the crap out of him. <laughs> like he's, you know, like they're stealing his lunch money. He just beat the hell out of him. Yeah. Fantastic. Like, because I did. The way he walked up, I'm like, okay. Like, this is, all right. I see what they're, oh, all right. Yeah, they're heels. There ain't no getting around it. Uh, and then we had this little tiny main event that, you know. It was it was all right. I mean, some no name wrestler that there's no story build to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, there was no story. Like this guy, yeah, there was this guy. Like, yeah, he's in a main event with Kenny Omega. Yeah, all right. And then gonna, and then the show was over, so it yeah, was cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna rub some people wrong. Uh-oh. And if you're listening to this and you get upset by it, I apologize. But uh, mm. if you're one of these people on Twitter or in well, Twitter mostly because it's the toxic place that had a fit because they they did Vikingo versus Omega, and you bitched a fit because oh well I don't know who this is I don't know who this is there's no story but f- you mm. because there's a thing is breaking news there's a thing called Google <laughs> Google the man yeah. and don't come at me with this bullshit that see I told you I was getting my rant I was hot man don't don't give mm. me this bullshit that. Oh, well, there was no story built to this, and we shouldn't care about this. I'm going to say it again. Really? You. Because I will give you- So if there's no story built, that means that the smart fans aren't reading the lineage of Vikingo. So Vikingo is the son of the Viking who- Wait a minute. So the Viking was a wrestler- who is extremely famous in Mexico. Wait a minute. So he's a second generation wrestler. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, did I mention that Kenny Omega never lost the AAA championship? He had to relinquish it because he had to have 16 surgeries last year. So in turn, not that Vikingo isn't a worthy champion, but he's the champion because... Kenny Omega had to relinquish the championship. And Vikingo, real talk, Vikingo is my new favorite wrestler. And I'll be hitting him up tonight to get some exclusive gear. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Vikingo, you're always welcome here. I know you don't have a strong beard game, um, but you're my man. And uh, I'm going to ride or die with this guy. This match, this competitor, this matchup, the story. The build didn't need years and years. It was they've wanted to work with each other for years, and this match in the oh, and, I, and I know I know you cut me off to cool me down a little bit, but uh, the other thing that 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 drives me like there is other things out there besides <sighs> WWE. I'm sorry for WWE yes. fans that think that's all it is, but don't come at me with there's no story build because I will point to mm. I will pull the past. Mm six months of raw and probably give you 50 matches that there's no story build. They just throw them on the yep. air or it's such a dumbass story that I don't give a shit about it. So don't come at me with this. They uh-huh. just, they just threw it in to fill seven yeah. minutes. Why, why do we have Gargano versus Dominic? Where's the story there? There's no story there. Yeah. Why did we have uh Rhea versus Bailey? There was no story there. She just walked up and interrupted her. So don't come at me with this. AEW just builds nice matches and they don't actually uh, tell uh, stories. Uh, 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 yeah. Screw you. 
sorry, I'm off my high horse. Yeah. And I, have, I apologize if we go down to 400 downloads instead of 421 because I pissed off some WWE fans. I just, I'm not a fan of hypocrites and I'm not a fan of people who are so closed minded and single minded that they don't take the time to, just like when we talk about WWE, I admit that there's stuff I don't like, but the Bloodline stuff's great. Some of the matches, oh. the, the, another best example I can give you right now, Chad Gable, Cody Rhodes, absolutely zero story in that. But I will tell you, yep. it's one of my favorite matches of the year. Just because mm-hmm. I like AEW doesn't mean I can't appreciate that. So don't come at me saying, well, I hated that match because I don't know who that guy was. Whatever. Anyway, I'll go back through and edit all yeah. my F words out <laughs> so we yeah. can keep this And you don't have to be, friendly. you don't, yeah, you don't have to be the professor of professional wrestling or the, you know, the, the, the absolute encyclopedia of every faction, every organization, every indie rific, Excalibur, Expialidocious, whatever. There are some fantastic wrestlers on this planet that aren't part of AEW, mm-hmm. aren't part of WWE, aren't part of New Japan. And that doesn't make that doesn't that doesn't mean J or S about anything. Yeah. That's a jack or shit. And, you know, I've seen Vikingo a couple of times and he he's fantastic. But man, just like you said, uh, styles make fights and you put anyone against Kenny Omega and you were going to get a banger not to uh, take any any heat away from Sheamus and uh, McIntyre banger after banger after banger. This was my number two match of the year, right behind Kenny Omega and uh, Osprey. And by the way, I hope Osprey is uh, alive and well and healing up. I saw he just uh, recently he just got uh, replaced in uh, in subsequent shows. So shout out to him and and his uh, medical team. Yeah, hopefully he's good because the uh, rumor is Forbidden Door Two, Omega Osprey Two. Oh, man, that's gonna be good. But let's end it on a positive note. The match itself between Vikingo and Omega was amazing. Oh. I So we've talked about different styles of wrestling before, and New Japan has their strong style. They're stiff. They're high on the neck, which there was some of this in there Oof. too, man. There was one that I thought for sure Omega broke his neck. Yep. But they're very good. Oh, the, the reverse Kuna Frankensteiner. Yeah. Uh and then, so that that's that style. Then you've got the WWE style, which is a little more pageantry and and um, crisper, entertain more entertainment, but more pageantry. I think is yeah. the best word. Very orchestrated, yeah. Yeah. which choreographed, yeah. which leads into lucha libre, which is the Mexican style, Ooh. which is the flips, the jumps, the very cooperative matchmaking. And uh-huh. if you go watch lucha libre stuff, e- even lucha underground, when I love lucha underground. There were times oh, man, in a in a triple A match or a Lucha Underground or one of those man. where you can tell they're setting up something and the person receiving the move will stand there and wait. And sometimes it feels like a long time because they're setting up whatever it is. I didn't feel that in this match. And that's a testament to Kenny because he was in the right spot most of the time. Even the part where he had to climb onto the table, he made it look like he was hurt and he was just trying to get out of the way. Yes, we know he was setting up this spot. And 
that just he was so crisp and one of the things that just blows my mind the way he I, man just he was in the right spot on all this stuff some of the snap on those hoodoo hoodoo yeah frankensteiners is the easier way to say it some of the snap mm-hmm. on those like i couldn't believe i just the guy defies gra- not kenny the vikingo defies gravity the things he's doing i'm just like wait he back flipped and landed on his back and then forward flipped him forward wait how did he like I, there were parts of the match i stopped and rewound it to go huh what it just happened there it was just so good Dream matches there was is, a, is an understatement. It was yeah. fantastic. I want him to run it back a hundred like, times. Yeah. The so uh Vikingo took a shot on the side on the apron. Uh breaking news. That's the hardest part of the oh, ring. No way. Then um you had a spot where Vikingo was on the he he even threw his mask to the ground, which in in Mexican in Mexico, your pageantry, your presentation, your um, almost like your lineage, like if you were Irish or Scottish, the plaid of your kilt, the the whole um, your whole like being is based on your who you are, what you are, the colors, the the you know your crest, everything. So Vikingo coming out is presenting the Viking uh, mask, the compass. He, you know, he's got the Viking compass. He's got everything dealing with the, the, the whole Nord presentation, which is an homage to his father. And he threw that to the side because he wanted to nail this move where he jumped <laughs> off the, the damn pillar the corner post of the ring did this 1720 yeah. <laughs> nailed Omega and like, again, let's, let's break it down. Kenny Omega is a above average size human being. He's probably six, two and some change, uh, two twenty to two forty, depending on, you know, where he is in the country and Vikingo was advertised at 161 and my man (laughs) nailed every freaking move and was so crisp and kudos to Kenny, you know, even to the point where he was even questioning whether or not he could go, um, homage to both of them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this match. And uh, for your efforts, for the fans, for me, for Jay Tilly and the entire fam, you guys killed it. Yeah, and and I'm sorry if you're if you're one sided and you refuse to watch it because it's on AEW television, you're missing out because it was Ooh, fantastic, dude. You're lost. Yeah, fantastic. I'll watch it twice, once for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those that I'm not going to erase it off my DVR because yes. I'll probably watch it uh, several several times. Yeah, I'm going to hold it till Jeremy yep. can come over and watch it. But <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing. Amazing stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, Kenny gets the win. Cool. Kind of. I didn't know how they're going to go with it. I'm okay with the Kenny win. Makes sense. I loved how Kenny tapped him on the chest yeah. a few times. Yeah. To say, hey, brother. Good match. Brother, thank you so much. And I know they've, and I don't know this for a fact because I'm not part of uh, the elite, but I would venture to say that Omega and Vikingo have crossed paths 
and have talked and taken photos and stuff like that. And just that, you know, just the little, you know, nod of the, you know, tip of the cap. I, I, re- I really, really appreciated that. And, um, yeah, One of the interesting, awesome. in- interesting things about that. Cause I thought about it when it happened. I'm like, shit, like is Vikingo hurt? Like, why isn't he standing up and raising his arm and doing the hug? I'm like, that's weird, but there was a reason for it. The minute that the minute the second tap happened, I couldn't like, and Vikingo rolled. I was like, wait a minute. What am I missing? Oh my gosh. Gotti. Yeah. So when, and, and shout out to Vikingo for not just getting up and walking out of the match. So what happens is he, he, ro- you know, taps him. Hey, good job. I appreciate it. And, you know, Omega's drained. He's had his ass kicked and Tony Schiavone comes to the ring. And that's when he, he cuts the promo. You started talking about where, yeah, guys, I'm, I don't know how many more of these I can do. And boom, he gets hit by Moxley and the Blackpool Comet come in. And I'm just like, what a great detail to not have Vikingo spring right up. Like, oh man, you got a good one on me. And to sell that and to roll out of the ring and then to be hurt the whole time he's getting beat. So that way it's not (laughs) like, why is Vikingo not helping him? Yeah. And (laughs) yeah. So selling, selling was, I think selling was the, the theme or the thread throughout the entire show. Yeah, absolutely. With, you know, the Jacksons um, leaving to the nearest medical facility, uh, Hangman jumping in, then stealing. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to the next. Medical facility wagon and, you know, uh, Callus taking the bump. Oh, da- uh, yep. And. God, yep. Lee. So, so just, just for people that my, didn't see it, uh, so Mox and the Blackpool, Com- Blackpool Combat Club, easy for you to say, were beating down, uh, beating down Omega, and you hear the sirens going off throughout the thing, and I'm like, oh, that's Jeff Jarrett. Just kidding. It was an ambulance coming through. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what I thought was great about that is Moxley's punching uh, Omega, looks up and sees the ambulance coming and just like, I got time to beat him some more and keeps beating him up. Yep. Like he paused for a second and then it's hangman returning and hangman comes running out with a, I think it was like a two by four with nails in it. Oh uh, man. A black painted two by four with nails in yep. it. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, a two by four is fine. That's sort of hacksaw Jim and hacksaw Jim Duggan esque. But when he threw that, that two by four down and the nails were yeah. sticking up, I was like, bro. And did did he have a chain in his hand too when he first got out? I thought he had something else that he tossed aside. No, he had uh, a lanyard with the keys on it. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, Chuck the. But yeah, and then uh, he's in the ring and you know chases him off, and Omega's recovering, and Don Callis like pulls on Hangman or something, (sighs) and Hangman kind of yanks his arm around, and then Don Callis takes the bump, the fake bump, and then blames says he hit him, and just absolutely fantastic ending to this show more story like yeah, now i'm dying to see next week to go okay like Dude, what if oh, man. what so you're not going to see anything about this on friday no, probably not i really i it if it if they talked about it it'd be just be like by chance right. and as soon as the aew's third third uh offering of professional wrestling which is going to be on saturday on tbs at uh 605 that would be the segment that would open the show and you'd be like, Oh, and yeah. So this whole show, um, 
I'm trying to think of something I was disappointed about. I mean, outside of there were a couple of pitcher and pitchers that went too long, but I think that's something that I I purposely pay attention to because they do it so frequently. And I'm like, oh, here we go. See, Time to go like take that. a walk about. And- See, I, I don't mind that. because So it's something that AEW said from the beginning that even when they go to commercials, they're going to try to keep bringing you the action. So I appreciate the fact yeah. that they leave it on because, you know, the alternative yeah, is. I don't know why it annoys me then. Yeah, right? yeah. Because <laughs> the alternative is like you don't see yeah. what's going on in the ring. And now you're like, well, right. yeah. not that a lot happens in picture in picture. But, like, you know, I used to watch it on Fight TV and they don't they don't cut away like that. So you see it all. And that was kind of cool. But. Yeah, that doesn't bother me as much because I, I guess maybe because I don't pay attention to the um, to what commercial is, <laughs> except for that one time when it was Nick Gage carving up Jericho and they go to a Domino's commercial. Oh, my God. <laughs> that yeah. was classic. Yeah. No, I think like the whole show, you had Vikingo against Omega. You had the returning uh, Stu against Moxley. Um, Blue Velvet had a great showing against Tony Storm. Um, you had the ass boys against top flight. Um, Adam Cole had a great, 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 great promo that opened up, uh, to a match against Garcia. Um, you know, the, you know, he's caught in that world of whether he's a wrestler or a sports entertainer. Um, the tag team are the six way the six man tag team match. Fantastic. Um, I would say the only segment that didn't, that maybe have been, would have been subpar would have been the hook and Hathaway. But I mean, that was one of your gimmick matches and you're going to see that on literally any show. And like all this to say, this was literally figuratively, however you want to look at it. This is almost a pay-per-view level show. I really, the threads, the energy, the crowd, the showmanship, the production, commentary, like, it had everything. We didn't touch on a production note. The red, white, and blue ropes, baby. That was so sharp looking. Dude. That's all I'll say about it, because we're already an hour and five minutes in, but that was sharp, man. That was really good. Dude. Yeah. So final rating for you, brother. Man, this was four and a half beards, dude. This was the this was my favorite AEW show. I've got my new favorite wrestler. Uh Cody Rhodes is my favorite sports entertainer. Um I'm hitting Vikingo up. Hey Vikingo, if you're checking me out, uh Donde Stock he uh I need some some swag, por favor. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get some translation. We want you on. You are, you are awesome. And, uh, four and a half stars, the crowd, the production, uh, Taz was the, the heat. Great job with, uh, watching his son put in the work and, uh, kudos to the, to the referees and the officials. Great, great, great. Yeah. I went four and three quarters. Not quite five, four and three quarters, baby. I tell you what, if you're saving that five star for WrestleMania, I dude. You, it, <laughs> if QTV, well, no, Revolution got five from me. But uh, if if the QTV segment wasn't on there, and if I got more from Starks, I probably would have gone five because I, I enjoyed almost every single aspect of this show. 
uh, other than those two little minor segments. So it just it just prevented the five on me. But yeah, I thought it was fantastic, Man. fantastic show, fantastic dynamite. Uh, I really need AEW to get their streaming service together so I can go back and watch some of the older stuff, and then we can get our buddies who trying to watch AEW on because. Man, that was there good stuff. Go. Heck yeah. And it's that time of the show where I thank you guys also very, very much. We appreciate every download, every click, every subscribe, every like, every tweet, everything you guys are doing for us. It just keeps us motivated and wanting to keep doing this. We love it. It's one of the best things uh, I've done and I take the most pride in. If you haven't caught it yet, check out our uh, episode that dropped the 22nd. It's one of our more serious, uh, but very close to our hearts, very a core part of our creed and what we want to do with this show. So check it out. It's all about mental health and trying to help prevent uh, veteran suicides. And uh, you know where to follow us. So Twitter, Facebook, not Facebook. I haven't done a Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, No Shave Man Cave. Give us those five-star reviews. Subscribe on anywhere you get your podcast from. We appreciate it. Reach out to us on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Uh, we'd love the comments. We'd love to know how to improve, how to get better. We're working on our sound quality. I, I convinced Jared to get a new mic, so it should start sounding a little better. And uh, There we go. Yeah, we appreciate everything, and I'm going to do the hot tag. Let uh, Jared take us out. Absolutely. Thank you, JT. Thank you to the fam. Once again, couldn't be doing this without you. We could, but it wouldn't be as fun. So uh, thank you to uh, Michael Hamflit and others. We've had uh, a couple of cool tweet battles during this episode. Thank you to Lily for joining us lately, uh, David Dickinson, and five others for following us just during this episode. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. Hit us up on Twitter and uh, where you grab all of your podcasts. Keep subscribing. Keep liking. And uh, let us know what we can do better because we are here for you. So until next time, fam, thank you for checking us out here in the No Shave Man Cave. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Man Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.